please stand. Lord, we're just so grateful to be in your presence today, and we pray that as we enter the season of Lent, that you would move in our midst. Lord, we just bring everything that we have, all our worries and cares, doubts and fears, and we lay them at your feet.
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you've made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, wordly lamenting our own sin and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading this evening comes from Joel, chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spread over the mountains, a people come great and strong, the like of whom has never been, nor will there ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations." Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him? a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among themselves, Where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. This evening's psalm is Psalm 103. And we'll read the psalm by the whole verse. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. 
For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children. To such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his host, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. This evening's New Testament lesson comes from the second book of Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 20, commencing. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Sings my soul, my Savior God. 
St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We're reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. The Gospel of the Lord.
Amen. Yep, battery. It's not my fault. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. How does that work together? <laughs> well, let's find out. I have some things I want to share with you tonight as we begin Lent. Uh, for most, if not all of us, this is not our first Lent. So we know where we are and where we're going. But I want to call out some things as a reminder and um, things I think God is saying to me for us for this Lent. After the sermon, we're going to hear a bidding prayer. And in that bidding prayer, we're going to be called to a holy Lent. It is an invitation. A bidding prayer is an invitation. And in it, we're reminded that this season of Lent is about self-examination, repentance, prayer, fasting, self-denial, and reading and meditating on the Scripture. Most of us, I think, when we think about Lent, we think about the self-denial, uh, the classic, classic, uh, I am giving up for Lent either uh, chocolate or beer, depending on your preoccupation. <laughs> um, but we all know it's, it's not about the chocolate. It's about what God wants to do in us and for us. I want to talk a little bit in terms of the word that God has been bringing to us on Sunday mornings about faith and about unity and about joy. And I want to start with this idea that what we know about God is seen most in the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in Trinity. And that unity is, is the ideal. Because we know what Christ has done for us, and we look forward to Easter and the resurrection and our salvation, then we know we're also called to participate in that unity. We're also called to participate in that unity. And I think maybe a gentle way to say this would be that we could be more ready. Maybe we're not ready enough. Maybe we're not there. Jesus, as an example, said that he only does what he sees the Father doing, and he only says what the Father tells him to say. 
I want to reach that level, but I can see that I'm not there. I'm ready for self-examination, repentance, prayer, fasting, self-denial, reading and meditating on God's Scripture. And we start this season of Lent in what I think of as like one of the greatest reality checks in life. And we do this every year. You'll come forward and one of us will look you in the eye and say, from dust you came and to dust you shall return. (laughs) That's a cheery Valentine's message, right? It is a good thing for us to face reality. Face reality about who we are. Face reality about our life in order to be sober, in order to be prepared, in order to prioritize our life around those things we know to be true and good, and because of the Holy Spirit in us, we know we are capable of. We are called to something great, and it's worth preparing for. And it's, uh, I want to mention just a couple of things that are, that happen in life and are happening in a couple of lives right now uh, where you can be surprised. Uh, And I'll give a couple examples. And the first one is, I don't know if you've heard the rumors, but uh, Bishop Kessler's garage lit on fire. (laughs) All of a sudden, things are different. Like, what is that? How did that happen? Yesterday, it was fine. And today they have smoke damage or whatever else. They have things to deal with in the repair. It's their agenda for this week was altered. Uh, I had a similar thing happen to my family this morning. My mother-in-law, who is not as young as me, (laughs) uh, texted everybody in the morning, 7 o'clock, Happy Valentine's Day. And then an hour later, my wife gets a phone call or a text saying, we've taken your mom to the hospital. She has fallen and can't get up. Right? Sounds terrible. She's fine. She's in the hospital and it's had repairs and prognosis is outstanding. She, um, she did fall and she has, what, 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 what did they say, two pins and a screw or something? Now she's bionic. So <laughs> got that going for her. And she's, she's a very cheerful and energetic woman, and I anticipate full recovery, and, and that's fine. But all of a sudden, you're, what am I going to do today changes. It interrupts your schedule. Reality breaks in. There, there's, a, there's a saying, right, in the history of the world, reality is undefeated. <laughs> and I would I would say that in the reality of the world God is undefeated. But reality breaks in on us from time to time and we want to be prepared. And the best way for us to prepare is to be near to God, to be in his presence and to be confident and comfortable there 
not arrogant, but knowing how you got there, but being comfortable with that. And I want to I suggest for this Lent, we're also going to hear in a little bit Psalm 51 read. In verse 12, in Psalm 51, Psalm 51 is, is like a, a prayer of repentance. Have mercy on me, O God, it begins. But in verse 12, it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. I believe that is an important word for us during this Lent. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. I think that this is the introduction into joy. God wants us to have this joy, the joy of our salvation. As I was thinking about the joy of salvation, a couple of things came to mind, and one of those is um, when, when, when you have or have had or will have a, like a three-year-old child, and they look at you with the belief in their heart that you're happy with them, then they become the embodiment of joy. They become joy. I think God looks at us that way. He wants us to have that joy. When I was a first a Christian, this was back in the 80s when people were radical. And you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they, they called that the, uh, the fellowship of the silly grin. <laughs> you were happy. You were happy. You knew that God loved you and had saved you from the consequences of your own sin, and that was good and nice. And I want to say in this context that restore me to the joy of your salvation is the joy that God wants you to have. He's after the joy. And this Lent is about preparing for that, knowing it's coming. We had, when we talked about faith, we read out of Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the Hall of Faith, the Hall of Fame of Faith where we read about all these great heroes of the faith, and they did this and they did that, and, you know, God is the God of the living, not the dead. They're still there. And I want to tell you, when it says we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, they're cheering for you. They're on your team. They want you to succeed. They're hoping that what they know now that you will learn and grow into. They're cheering for you. Lent is, Lent is not the season of the wagging finger. <laughs> you bad person. It's the season of God wanting to show you mercy, of God wanting to restore your joy so that you can know the joy of the three-year-old, which is seems ideal. And all of the cloud of witnesses are rooting you on. They are for you. They are with you. So, as we begin this Lent, as we anticipate the joy of our salvation in Easter, where we celebrate that all together, I want to just say this again at a Psalm 51, verse 12. As our prayer to God, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Amen. Amen. Stand. He needs his book. Thank you.
circle, that moment you've all been waiting for. Dear people of God, the first Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection. It became the custom of the church to prepare for them by a season of penitence and fasting. The season of Lent provided a time in which converts to the faith were prepared by holy baptism, also a time when those who, because of notorious sins, had been separated from the body of the faithful were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to the fellowship of the church. Therefore, the whole congregation was put in mind of the message of pardon and absolution set forth in the gospel of our Savior and of the need which all Christians continually have to renew their repentance and faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church, to the observance of Holy Lent, by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, self-denial, by reading and meditating on God's holy word. And so to make a right beginning of repentance and as a mark of our mortal nature, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker and Redeemer. Almighty God, you created out of dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penitence, that we may remember that it's only by your gracious gift that we're given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.
God, according to your loving kindness, in your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak and upright in your judgment. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth, a sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for truth deep within me and will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin and I shall be pure. Wash me and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. I shall teach your ways to the wicked and sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from death, O God. And my tongue shall sing of your righteousness, O God of my salvation. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Had you but desired it, I would have offered sacrifice. But you take no delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Please kneel. Let us recite the litany together. All most holy and merciful Father, 
we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we've been forgiven. Have mercy on us, Lord. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, Lord. We confess to you, Lord, all our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives. We, we confess, confess to you, Lord. In ways and our exploitation of other people. We confess to you, Lord. Our anger at our own frustration and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves. We, we confess, confess to you, Lord. Our intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts and our dishonesty in daily life and work. We, we confess, confess to you, Lord. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us. We confess to you, Lord. Accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrongs we have done, for our blindness to human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty. Accept our repentance, Lord. For all false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us. Accept our repentance, Lord. Restore us, good Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Favorably hear us, for your mercy is great. Accomplish in us the work of your salvation. That we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Lord, Bring, Bring us, us with all your saints to the, the joy, joy of his resurrection. resurrection. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desires not the death of sinners, but rather that they turn from their wickedness and live, has given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardons and absolves all those who truly repent and with sincere hearts believe his holy gospel. Therefore, we beseech him to grant to us true repentance and his Holy Spirit that those things may please him which we do on this day and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another the peace of God.
One announcement. Our youth, our youths are going to a youth retreat this weekend. So I just ask that you lift them up in prayer. There's a, just been a whole lot of things that make me think that this is going to be an extremely powerful time and make me know for a fact that they are coveting your prayers. So please put it on your phone as a reminder, but every day from now till Sunday, you should be praying for our youth. They'll be coming back down the mountain uh, Sunday. So it's going to be a really powerful time, and I look forward to hearing what God does this weekend. Let us uh, pray for our tithes and our offering, which will be collected by Samuel Mercer. (laughs) I appeal to you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Let us with gladness present the offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the Lord. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Thank you. He's been my fourth man in the fire, time after time. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood, and was. Trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I know. So this is my story, and this is my song. I'm praising my risen King and Savior all the day long. I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will That's why I 
trust Him. That's why I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. I trust in God. You're a people who do trust in God. That's why you're here. And I tell you, that is so pleasing to the Lord. That's so pleasing to Him. And He rewards you. Trust me. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. You bid your faithful people to cleanse their hearts and to prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that fervent in prayer and works of mercy and renewed by your word and sacraments, they may come to the fullness of grace which you prepared for those who love you. Therefore, with angels and archangels, patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and the whole company of heaven, we join in their unending hymn of praise. fountain of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup, and again he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, 
do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died, Christ Christ is risen, and Christ Christ will come come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence to serve you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of the clergy. Remember especially those who are sick and firmed in spirit, soul, or body. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Lord, have mercy on us all. You made us worthy to share eternal life with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, and with the apostles, the martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ taught us, we're bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who were called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us the gifts of God for the people of God.
accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. 
Our help is in the name of the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against them. God loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. Best of all, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. That's a pretty good deal. rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Thank you.